Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And kicking off hour two here on WWLAMFM.com and the Odyssey app. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Gellin. We're getting ready to watch and complain about the Saints Steelers matchup in week 10. And as we've mentioned a couple times, Steve and I earlier in the week on Inside Black and Gold interviewed Colin Dunlap. He's a host of the Fourth Down in the Steel City podcast. He's also the host of the Fan Morning Show on 937 out in Pittsburgh, and if you think we have an exasperated tone when talking about the Saints, just know that in Pittsburgh, they're dealing with the same thing. And so here's what he had to say on the state of this Steelers offense and how it's kind of operating this season. Well, Kenny Pickett's another story that just won't quit here. You know, that's another thing. If Kenny Pickett, and, and look, I'm a guy, we're the flagship of the University of Pittsburgh football. We carry Pitt. There's a big Pitt place. You know, it's either Pitt or Penn State in, in, the, in the area where we live in West Virginia as well. If Kenny Pickett went to Iowa State or Washington State or UTEP, he would not get the excuses that he gets. That's just fact. Is there different pressure on him to some degree because he was Pitt's quarterback? Maybe. There's also a much longer leash. And that just seems to be – people don't want to be as critical of him. I I haven't seen it from Kenny Pickett at the pro level. So clearly you think that he has underperformed what his expectations should have been. So what what have his struggles been? Like what should the Saints be expecting to see? You know, if things go well for the Saints – what, where will he have struggled? Uh, as Red zone. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, their longest touchdown this year is eight yards. Their longest yeah. touchdown is eight yards. Wow. The next, the team that has the next shortest distance for a touchdown is 23. <laughs> Think about that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's mind numbing, really. They, they've not been good in the red zone. They have seemingly had a bunch of miscommunication with illegal shifts and things. I don't think... He has the grasp of the scrimmage line at times and what to do. Now, look, it, it, he's scrappy. He's tough. He's all of that moxie, all, you know, all the yeah. coach's son stuff that people want to talk about. John Stockton, you know, um, he's all of that kind of stuff. But he does have twice as many interceptions as touchdowns. He does throw the football to the other team. He had a chance to beat the Miami Dolphins and threw 
not one, but two picks under six minutes left that weren't good balls. I, I think he really struggles in the red zone and he definitely struggles over the middle of the field. Now, <laughs> I don't need to mention this guy in Louisiana, but Matt Canada sucks. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh yeah. We know him well. Yeah. <laughs> believe me. Um, <laughs> Matt Canada's inability to call things over the middle of the field has not at all helped Kenny Pickett, but I still think Kenny Pickett could do some things to help himself. Matt Canada should not be employed. Is he I mean, still, is he still calling like just crazy shifts on every play? Everything jet sweeps all over the place. Not only do they shift, they shift into a nothing. The guy shifts and then he's not in a vital part of the play. And it doesn't make any sense that, and he is the king of the third and two jet sweep where someone needs to gain seven yards to get back to the scrimmage line. So it becomes a third. He turns his own third and two to a third and nine. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Uh, he's not, I'm surprised he's still employed. I, a lot of people thought he would be fired during the bye week. Uh, he wasn't. Uh, I think they're going to probably just ride it out and see what happens. I wouldn't be surprised if Frank Reich is the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers next year. Right. But um, I'm not telling anybody <laughs> in the boot <laughs> anything about Matt Canada. No. You don't know. Ah, uh, yes. Matt Canada, the man I once thought was going to have a fist fight with Ed Ogeron at the 50-yard line at Tiger Stadium. He is Pittsburgh's offensive coordinator. You know, he's bounced around. He was at Maryland for a while. I don't even know where he went after that. But, um, you know, if you remember that LSU offense where they just did shifts for no reason and no one seemed to understand what was going on at any point, that's the Pittsburgh offense these days. So, um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how how the Saints handle it. But I really thought Colin did a good job of breaking down like this Steelers offense is in rough shape. Like the Saints winning this game won't necessarily mean they figured things out. But I think they need to win this game because if you can't win this game, I don't know what games you win. You mentioned with Matt Canada, too. It's like, how does this guy keep getting a job? Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, I just think it's it just, uh, you know, this inept Pittsburgh Steelers offense their second worst scoring offense in the nfl right now only the uh, listless colts are doing worse and not by much uh it and you know i understand that they got a rookie quarterback but you think that you would you know be able to produce more than 15 points a game it's pretty it's pretty pathetic right now from them and the it doesn't look to be getting at a bit any better uh which is good news for the saints and i agree with you this is you know we talk about I think every week is a, it's an, an important game, obviously. Must win if you want to say that. But, you know, the, the last outing for this team really hurt, uh, I feel like, just because of how much they were dominated. And I know in that previous game before that, they had looked like world beaters over a Raiders team that looks completely washed. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was a, it was a rough game against the Ravens last week. Yeah, and if you want to check out that full interview with Colin Dunlap, check out Inside Black and Gold. It's free wherever you get your podcasts. Um, one other thing we kind of went into this week is just, you know, the the margin. You know, we can talk about must win all we want. The, when right. you start three and six, your margin to make the playoffs <laughs> has disappeared. The only reason it still exists is that the NFC South is a division where I'm pretty sure you can make the playoffs with eight wins. I think the first team that gets the eight wins is going to win the, the division by, you know, free and clear. I don't even know if they'll be having one a tiebreaker. You know, and so you just look at, just do the math. You have six losses. That means in order to get to eight wins, you can only lose three games left. And you have games left against, you know, the Rams, the Bucks, 
the Eagles, who are 8-0, and the 49ers on the road. You know, like, you're not going to win all those games. So you have to win the games against the bad teams, against the Steelers, against the Panthers, against the Falcons, against the Browns, you know, assuming – you know, they don't get markedly better when Deshaun Watson comes back. And, you know, that's a that's a strong assumption. But, hey, you know, I'll, I'll make it. Um, and so, yeah, I think this is where this has to start. Yeah, and it rouses markets NFL scoreboard check out in Munich. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a 7 nothing lead over the Seattle Seahawks. Tom Brady hitting Julio Jones for a touchdown. That's a name we definitely haven't heard much of this season in Tampa. Yeah, and it, isn't it crazy that like if the Bucks win two games in a row today, you'll be like, man, they're dominating the NFC South. <laughs> well, that's that that's been the hardest thing too, Jeff. We talk every week about you know the the disappointments, uh, but with all the problems and the troubles and the injuries, there's the Saints are still in it. So you know that that meme of uh, from Dumb and Dumber of Jim Carrey. So you're saying there's still a chance, and that really has been this team right now. And I know it doesn't. Mathematically, they are obviously still alive. It just doesn't feel like uh, th- that the product that we've been seeing looks obviously like a playoff content- contender at the moment. No question. It's just this is an aside. I'm like looking up at the at the TV right now, and I just saw something flash up that said Teron Armstead is questionable for the Dolphins with toe and calf injuries. And doesn't he know so he doesn't everywhere. play for the Saints anymore? It's only Saints right. players have that have to deal with calf. Toe, toe and calf injuries. Uh, maybe you know maybe there is a trend because he used to play for the Saints and he's dealing with the same injuries all the Saints players seem to have but anyway now and it, well that's that's at least I mean you look at the Saints a lot of people were critical of them for not re-signing Teron but you look at those injuries have followed him in Miami so it wasn't just a New Orleans thing there and it really looks like the Saints made a, a smart move by not doling out uh, a big payday for the left tackle even though obviously when healthy Teron's great it's just about the fact that when he's able to be on the field yeah, always missing is a rib injury, and then and then he'll have the you know Yahtzee of Saints injuries for this season. But no, I think it is interesting to look at the Steelers and the Saints because Mike Tomlin is in now the same position that Sean Payton found himself in, that Bill Belichick found himself in. You know, a coach who has been in the same place as has won Super Bowls, and suddenly finds himself without that quarterback that has been with him throughout. You know. One thing Colin said was like, has did Mike Tomlin has Mike Tomlin never had a losing season, or did Ben Roethlisberger never have a losing season? Right? Was it was it Tom Brady that made Bill Belichick, or was it Bill Belichick that you know made Tom Brady? You know, the same with Sean Payton, Drew Brees. We saw one year without Drew Brees, and it looked like Sean Payton aged in dog years, right? Mm. You know, and and I wonder if that's what's happening to to Mike Tomlin right now. And so, you know, it's it's never easy to move on from a from a Hall of Fame quarterback and. Mike Tomlin is is the next person on that list who's struggling to do that because the Steelers they haven't started two and seven since 1988. It's a long time. I wasn't even born at that point. Wow, that's that's unbelievable to hear that, and the fact that you weren't even born yet. Yeah, I'm a baby. I'm close. I was I, 1990. I didn't realize you were that young. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a baby. I'm a 1990 kid. You know, I remember like yeah, I grew up on like Cl- Clarissa explains it all that sort of thing. I don't even know that show. You don't? How oh, no. Sabrina the Teenage Witch has got the same person in it. I've I've heard of the <laughs> I've heard of them, but I've just I was never a viewer. It's all right. It's all right. I I, I was a Nickelodeon kid. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna move See, on. Me, I, I love Nickelodeon too. I watch Mr. Wizard though. Mr. Wizard. See, I don't I don't know that one. Okay, well, that was well, a lot of fun. It was like at home experiments you could pull off. Yeah, yeah. I remember Face. It was just 
Like that's what I grew up on. That was the, that was what settled for entertainment as a kid for me was a color on a screen with a face drawn on it who made jokes between between shows. Yeah, I just remember too. You can't do that on television and getting slimed. Oh yes, slimed, double dare, all that good stuff. Yeah, this has gone double off the rails was a little a, bit. I wanted definitely, desperately to to be on double dare. Yeah, you wanted to grab something out of the thing's nose, right, and find the, yeah, find the flag. Yeah, for sure. Oh, good times, good times. Anyway, hopefully the Saints <laughs> can avoid getting slimed today out in Pittsburgh. You're listening to First Take on WWL. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex (laughs) heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to go to battle with the guys we go to battle with. You know, those guys are putting in, in everything they can uh, to, put, to put the the best version of themselves on the field. The speed and intensity is there uh, in spurts. Um, it certainly needs to be be there more. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's so many pieces that go with that. When you're doing well, that breeds more confidence, um, allows guys to turn it loose even more. You know, putting yourself 
you know, stopping the run early, putting themselves in, in, in longer situations allows you to, to turn your ears back a little bit more. And so it's, it's, it's a lot of pieces that come together. And so I think for the most part, guys are, are, are playing with, with, the, with the speed and tenacity that we're accustomed to, but it, it certainly needs to be more uh, consistent. Back here on WWL, you're listening to First Take. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller, and that was Demario Davis talking about defensive intensity. And I think he he brings up an interesting point there because if you go back and you watch that Ravens game, one thing that really stood out, especially live when you're kind of hearing the crowd and you're kind of getting in, into it, is that defense really came out hot in that first that first kind of series. They made a couple of nice tackles behind the line. They looked like they had the juice, and then as you kind of got further into the game and Lamar had him chasing him around and the offense wasn't able to sustain anything, it really felt like the, the defensive intensity dropped off and the energy level dropped off. And I think that's understandable when you're getting, you know, demoralized by a guy like Lamar, but that can't be a trend. That can't keep happening. And so hopefully they can change that this week in Pittsburgh. Yeah, for sure. And I, I really thought that the offense obviously didn't do the Saints defense any favors last game against Baltimore, not being able to stay on the field and converting any thirds down. And then I just felt after halftime, even after that break in the locker room, that defense still came out and were, was totally gassed trying to contain uh, that run game of Baltimore. i just seeing now that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers put up another touchdown. So we're now 14 nothing in Munich. A check on the Rouse's market NFL scoreboard here. Uh, Seattle, man, they can't get anything going, it seems, right now against Tampa. Well, they couldn't get a ton going against the Saints either. It's not on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, they're going to have to score. Um, it looks like Tom, Brady, Gino. Tom Brady's powers do do exist in Germany. So that's something to uh, to understand, I guess. Um, you but, know, he's undefeated since him and Giselle announced their divorce. <laughs> okay. I'll maybe let, that's got something to do with his powers. I'll, yeah, that one. Uh, maybe he's more <laughs> focused now. I don't know. Um He's definitely he's definitely got a lot more time to look to to watch to to focus on football. I'll give him that much, but um, no, I, I I do think there is a difference though between a defense playing being tired and gassed and a defense just not having the energy and the emotion and like the will. And I think that's what happened in against Baltimore. I don't like yes they were tired, yes they were left on the field, but that last drive right like. I don't, you're, I don't care how tired you are, how gassed you are. When you know the defense, or the offense is going to try to run the ball out, run the clock out by running the ball up your up the middle, and you can't stop them. That's not about being tired. That's not. That's about ha- not having the will to make that stop. And that's what happened in that game. And that's what concerns me a little bit. And so that's what you need to see this team kind of figure out because you know they might be at a talent deficit to some extent in this game without Pete Werner, without Marshawn Lattimore. But you know, I, I think if you look at a guy like Elante Taylor and the energy he plays with each and every snap, you know, more guys have to be showing that type of energy because that's whether you're tired or not. That's that's an attitude more so than a talent. Um, than a talent set. Yeah, and last year, I mean, well, we had Demario and Quan being the juice boys. Exactly. We need more of that juice. Exactly. And, like, that's what – you know, it's going to be a little harder to do that in Pittsburgh. It's going to be the coldest game the Saints have played in, in, I don't know, years. You know, maybe going back to the playoffs against Philadelphia. Um, so, hopefully, that's not too much of a factor. I've always found – I've often found that that's, a, that's an overplayed kind of thing where people get worked up about, oh, this warm-weather team going to the cold-weather – to, to face, uh, you know, Pittsburgh or New England or, you know, uh, Green Bay. But they it's almost like a point of pride where they say, oh, no, I'm not even going to wear long sleeves. I'm going to go out there and show you how tough I am. And it's like 
I, I often find that teams play better when they're told that they're not going to be good in cold weather. Hopefully that's the case for the Saints today. Yeah, and we've seen in the past, obviously, the Saints have had a pretty good record on the road, whether they've played in, in inside or out, outside venues. And like I, I was saying earlier, it's really – it feels like football weather here. It's not – the 30-some-odd degrees that it is out right now, the wind is not a factor, and you're not – 36 degrees. Thank you, Mike Haas, uh, getting the <laughs> uh, the weather update uh, printed out here. And, yeah, we, we got a little bit of clouds, but the sun's kind of peering through a little, and it's not – a factor, at least to me right now, I guess that's easy to say, uh, not being a player in the game, and hopefully I don't feel that on the sideline later on. But uh, as long as this wind doesn't pick up and isn't cutting through me, I think we're in for a pretty, you know, easy going out here right now. I, I'm, it's feeling good, uh, and I don't think that weather, it, it's definitely an overblown thing, will be too much of a factor. Thankfully, there's been there were no snow flurries like there was in uh, Arkansas yesterday morning that LSU had to deal with. How are you feeling about the Saints today? Hit us up on the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line 504-260-187. We have a few texts coming in, Steve. One of them is very succinct. Succinct mm. says Saints are done. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but um, we have a more reasonable text from uh, T. Mike from Pierre Part. He says, "Why haven't the Saints used Taysom Hill more?" And we talked, you know, every that was week. Me texting in. Yeah, every <laughs> week we we talk to Pete Carmichael, and it's like, hey, Pete. Why don't you use Taysom Hill more? And then the next week, it's like, hey, Pete, have you thought about using Taysom Hill more? And then the next week, hey, Pete, what are you doing? Uh, and so he has kind of the same answer every week, but I think his answer this week was reasonable in that the Saints in week nine only ran 49 offensive plays. 20 of them came in like hurry up or two minute scenarios. So there was only 30 some odd plays where you could have incorporated Taysom Hill. And I think that affected the game plan last week. But at a certain point, it's like, that's an excuse, but it's like, no, it's happening every week. So whether or not that was the case, you could have run 70 offensive plays. I don't know if Taysom Hill would have been in there. And I do think that to some extent, they just have to focus on getting him incorporated in the game plan early in the game. He said that there was an early third and one play where they used Alvin Kamara in a power power run set and it wasn't like a decision made in that moment it was a scripted situation where they were like okay the first third and short play of the game it's going to be this and they ran it and while I understand that's the case it's like you're, you're planning early in the week to not incorporate Taysom Hill that doesn't make sense so <laughs> you know I think there is something where you just gotta just bite the bullet and be like okay we are going to find ways to get this man involved because it's not really that difficult to parse out when Taysom Hill is involved. This team is better, uh, and so I think I think they just have to find ways to do it. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I definitely thought that last week when we saw, especially when Andy Dalton struggling so much mm -hmm. uh, and the pressure that Baltimore is bringing, I I wasn't thinking or calling for Jameis Winston to come into the game, but I did think that we would see more of Taysom at quarterback, and that just ended up not being the case, which was a surprise to me. Uh, I just think that when you have Hill on the field, he brings – we talked about the juice for the defense. He brings the juice for the offense. He's a huge factor. It just changes uh, the whole feeling. You you can hear, you know, the crowd basically whispering, oh, Tay, you know, Taysom's in the game. Tays you know, Taysom's lined up under center. It just – it brings a different attitude, a different type of excitement to this offense. And I do hope we see him more here. I think it can be a huge – factor in this game and honestly just in every game Taysom I think is a factor we just haven't seen him in that traditional tight end role that we were all led to believe heading into this season but that's okay I just want to see 
you just more usage out of him in the run or at quarterback, I think, would be a huge bonus. I just think to to a degree, he just makes you a more physical football team. And I think at times this season, this team has struggled to match the physicality of, yeah. of its opponents. That happened in week two. It happened in week nine. And one way you can make sure that you bring an extra dose of physicality to a matchup is putting Taysom Hill behind 10 blockers and saying, good luck. And, and you know, if they stop it, they stop it. But you have to make them prove they can stop it. That's what bothered me about that Ravens game in terms of Taysom Hill more than anything else. It's like, sure, they have really good linebackers. They have a ton of athleticism. They have strength up front. They have a really good front seven. But, like, you still have to make them prove to you that they that they can stop that play, that QB power play that has been so effective. And it was like early in the week they decided, yeah, it's not going to work. We're not going to try it. And, and, I mean, sure – like that might have been the case had you tried it, but at this, you got to go. For, you got to at least make them work, uh, and I, I just didn't think that was a great way to go about it. Yeah, well, let's see what happens now with this game in Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm expecting, you know, like I said, a more of a grinded out type of game, and and not really airing it out that much. Uh, we haven't seen, you know, the Saints with Andy Dalton, you know, stretching the field as much. Maybe the short passing attack will be something. Uh, that'll be effective, obviously. But I, I think this Saints team, a mix of Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill, uh, pounding a less than stellar Steelers defensive front uh, should be effective and also keeping the pressure then uh, from a guy like T.J. Watt attacking, you know, the quarterback. Well, it'll be interesting right. to see. I know we talked about him uh, being limited or presumed to be limited coming back from his injury and just how effective he's going to be. Yes, and juice. You know, that quick passing game is a big part of slowing down the pass rush, uh, making sure the ball gets out before they can get there. Tom Brady has been doing it for years. I hope the Saints go back and watch that week two tape and say, hey, why don't you try doing this more, Andy? <laughs> yeah, you see you see the blitz coming? Just throw it. Throw it somewhere. I don't care where. Get it out. Um, so we got a couple more minutes here. Let's go to the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. We got Jimmy from Gretna on the line real quick. What you got, Jimmy? Hey, how y'all doing? Good about yourself. Good. Hey, y'all are making good points. I agree 100% on the Taysom Hill thing. It baffles my mind. He had four touchdowns. You know, he ran three. He threw one about, what, four games ago. And since then, it's totally been ghosted. Uh, yeah. um, you know, I, I, stay on these guys. We appreciate that as a fan base. Stay on Pete Carmichael. I don't know what Dennis, Dennis Allen has the jurisdiction to tell Pete, hey, put the dude in. I, I quantify like this. Look, you know I'm a Taysom Hill fan. If we lose to a rookie quarterback today, whether it be Winston or Dalton, I know I think Dalton's the starter, I think you have to throw Taysom into the mix. We'd at that point be 3-7 and seven and let Taysom start. And why I say that is, number one, again, I'm a big fan of his. He's 8-2 and two as a starter. People say he can't throw the ball. But like you said, the way I, the way I quantify Taysom is like this. When he comes in, his presence in the huddle, his presence to the other 10 guys on offense is, is not, you know, he's better at quarterback, right, and, and, and running than the tight end role where he's not even getting the ball thrown to him. It, it, I put it to you like this. You guys might be married. I'm married with kids. But picture yourself being single in a bar, and, and, and you know, you're with your buddies, your wingmen, and they're holding their beer up against their chest. They're not making any moves on any girls. Uh, you want a wingman to come out there next to you and be like, hey, let's go out there on the dance floor. Or let's go meet some women, right? You, same thing with Taysom Hill. When he comes into the huddle and he runs over a linebacker, and he and you can't quantify this per se, 
there's a there's the X factor about that. The other ten players, the offensive linemen, even the wide receivers, they start blocking harder. They start playing harder because they see Taysom playing harder. They see the grass things. They see him running over guys. They see, I mean, you can literally see when Taysom gets an open field, cornerbacks are scared to get, you know, they don't want to be on Sports Center that night. They don't want to get plastered. They don't want to get stiff-armed by this kid. So my point is, like I said earlier, you don't want, if you're a single guy, you don't want to go in there with some guy who's, you know, and, and I'm not saying Dalton and Winston are that because, you know, Winston has his issues, Dalton's getting older. But Taysom Hill, he'll say he's not a quarterback, but when he comes into the offensive huddle, what he brings to the table elevates the other players because of his style of play. Just like a guy in a bar who's single, your wingman, being like, hey, let's go make a move. And I think you can't per se quantify that with analytics all the time. But again, analytics-wise, Taysom's 8-2 as a starter. And analytics-wise, he's got a 4% higher completion rate than Winston, who I think he will get another shot to start. I know the. I think Dennis Allen is going to let Winston start at some point again if things keep devolving. But obviously we have to win the day. We can't lose to a rookie quarterback. And, and that's my assessment of Taysom. Regardless, though, you got to get him on the field. He gets hurt a lot. That's the knock on him. But for him not to be playing these last three, four games at barely at all is, is horrendous. He should be in every play on offense. No, I, I, I yeah. agree with you a lot uh, in, in terms of that. I don't, I don't know about the wingman metaphor. I'm not sure that, that applies here. But uh, I get what you're saying. You know, he just changed the dynamic on offense. And, you know, whether I, – I don't know. Like, D.A. said, you know, this is a situation where as long as the offense continues to roll, they're going to go with Andy. And the offense did not roll in week nine. And so I think this is a big week for Andy Dalton. I think you're right there. What do yeah, you think, Steve? To, to the point with two with Taysom Hill, I was wondering – if those ribs, that rib issue that he had early on was bothering him again, but there's been no, you know, appearance on the injury report at all being limited with that. I, I just think it's wild, though, that his, especially like last game, like I said, when this offense was clearly struggling and you needed some kind of spark that they didn't go to Taysom at all. No, no question. I, and I, I don't know if it's the injury so much as just the lack, the less involvement in the offseason in terms of being able to work into the tight end room and that sort of thing. But it's definitely something that if you're going to turn the season around, you got to figure out his role because it's an important one. Stick around on WWL. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. 
Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Back here on WWL's first take in Oakland Jewelers Rolex time check. It's about two hours and 15 minutes till kickoff. And, you know, just a happy belated Veterans Day to all you veterans out there. It is the weekend. Have a shout out to Christian Garrick, our resident Marine, as you hear so often. You know, it's a it's an important weekend for a lot of people. So make sure to thank a veteran out there somewhere. And, you know, Steve, how, how are things looking as we get closer to kickoff? It's uh, I see there's a bunch of pigeons down on the field. That's not something you see every day in the NFL stadium. No, it definitely is odd. I was like, I wonder if they're uh, they're feeding them out here. There's been a swarm of them uh, going around. It's like attack of the birds. Uh, don't think they'll be around, though, well, obviously come game time. Uh, but the field conditions look a little spotty. Some of the grass you can see uh, is worn out in places, but nothing where, you know, anything where there's, there's water standing or any other um, poor conditions. But the, the field definitely looks like it is beat up. Yeah, I mean, if they want to hang out in the end zones, they'll probably be safe. I don't know if anyone's going to be there uh, oh. during the game today. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty <laughs> brutal. I mean, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll be seeing the Saints get in there. Uh, you know, we've seen multi-touchdown day- games from Saints stars Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill, even though it seems like eons ago. But obviously this team is capable of putting up big points. Uh, the offensive line, though, is going to be a huge story today, I think. Yeah, I think you're going to end up seeing probably a Lewis kid, probably a Calvin Throckmorton. Um, you know, this big boys haven't missed any a lot of meals in their day. What, what, what's on the menu for lunch today, Steve? Well, I wish I was back home for some of the delicious pizza that we get from Magazine Pizza. I want to thank the folks there, uh, 1068 Magazine Street, for feeding our game day crew. You get dine-in or delivery from there, and it's the best gourmet pizza selection in town. Plus, Magazine Pizza also has pastas, sandwiches, wings, salads. You can check out their website at magazinepizza.com. I could sure use that. I have missed breakfast this morning, and I'm anxious to see what the uh, the Pittsburgh cafeteria here has available for us. Gotcha. And, you know, we have a couple minutes left here. Uh, let's go to the Oakland Art Jewish Talk and Text. I've got Randy in Bay St. Louis who wants to talk about Jameis Winston. Um uh, Randy, you're on WWL. Yeah, Randy, from the Marine, Randy Knocking is in St. Rose, Louisiana, not Bay St. Oh, Louis. Oh, sorry about that. But I want to say that uh, I think Taysom should be more involved in offense. Um, we got Chad Bennington line. coming back. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got Bennington coming back. Uh, he should make an impact. And 
with uh, I think it's time to bring back Jameis Winston and stretch the field with Jarvis Landry back and with um, that rookie that's doing uh, fantastic. Olave, yep. No, I mean, go ahead. Yeah. No, I think I think you make a good point. Thanks for the call, Randy. No, I, I mean, the thing that Dennis Allen said that I think a lot of people looked over when he went to Andy Dalton was as long as this offense continues to roll, Andy Dalton right. will continue to be the starter. Well, it did not roll in week nine. I think, you know, it would be a very just kind of overreactive to just say, okay, well, we'll go, let's let's change course, let's change course. But I think this week is important in that regard. You know, if, if this offense continues to show some of those struggle points that – you saw against the Ravens and they're not able to move the ball, then yeah, I mean, I think it would make sense to go back to Jameis if it allows you to be a little more explosive. No, I agree with you there too. And the fact that Dennis Allen even said after last game, obviously that there were plenty of hands quote unquote, that were dirty in that matchup against the Ravens, the, uh, just a, a total all around struggle from that defense. I don't think that I gave them enough credit or maybe a lot of people did of just how much of a problem they were going to give the Saints. But I could see a possibly this game, if Dalton continues with some struggles, that we could see a Jameis Winston in this in this one, even though I, I didn't think that would be the case last week. But it could be time to reinsert him if those struggles do continue into this game. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, DA classified it as a bad day at the office, which, yeah, that's right. not that big of a deal of one day. But after a while, you, you do lose your job, so. You know, too many bad days at the office is a, is a bad thing. All right. My name is Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller on First Take. Keep it locked on WWL. All right. We're getting ready to close it out here on WWL. We're going to be joined by Christian Garrick here for a minute. And before we hand off to the Bud Light countdown to kickoff with uh, he and Bobby Bear bringing you up till game time, handing off to Mike Hoster. Christian, one question. The Saints win this game if dot, dot, dot. The Saints win this game if they can force a couple of turnovers, which I think Kenny Pickett in particular uh, might give you a couple. But they also have to protect Andy Dalton. They're going to be without two offensive linemen in all in all likelihood. And T.J. Watt's coming back. I, I think that you got to have a plan for him. So that would be my answer to that question. It's kind of generic coach speak, but it's true in this game. They've The, the, the defense in general has to force more turnovers. Yep. I mean, it's been a big, big problem for that defense this year. All right, Steve, same question. I want to see the pressure, pressure picket, please. Um, I know with a guy like Pete Werner down, the defense is down, uh, you know, missing a key piece there. And I'm calling for Peyton Turner to come out and have a big game for this team. Uh, I think with, you know, Marcus Davenport, a questionable uh, guy for this game, that Turner is going to rise to the occasion, maybe have another two, three-sack game, game for this team, which will be so key. Uh, getting pressure on the QB helps make those mistakes, which I think will in turn add to that turnover margin. Steve, I found out um, Jeff is a, is a vampire, man. It's like dark in the studio. Yeah. No lights. A-Bear's going to come in and juice those lights oh, yeah. up. You know he that. Just, he just walked in the studio. That's the first <laughs> thing he's doing. Yep. Lights are on. <laughs> No, no I, I agree with you guys. One thing, though, I think to me the most important element, I think if the Saints rush for 150 yards in this game, they win this yeah, game. And yeah. the reason I think that's important is you have backup offensive linemen. So you, I don't know how much you trust them in pass pro, but these are big dudes. They can get downhill. They can be maulers. It's a good take. So if you establish the run, you eliminate that concern a little bit, and you're able to possess the ball. You know, it's something you weren't able to do against the Ravens, but you did it against the Seahawks. You did it against the Bengals. You should have won a game against the Bengals where you rushed for 200-plus yards. You know, that's the offense I think you need to get back to. So that's my key. 
Yeah, and, and it makes sense when you consider the, the backup offensive lineman that we've talked about. Right. It's easier for those guys to go forward, right, than exactly. on their heels. And uh, I, I, that's a really good take. You, you, you say 150, though. What about 130? You don't think that's enough? I, I, I see. I'm I'm kind of weird when it comes to numbers. I like I like fifties. I like hundreds. So you know whether or not it so makes you're a big sense. Baller. Yeah. So when I like set the volume on the TV, uh, I never set it at like seventeen. It'll it'll bother me all day. Even if it's too loud at twenty or too soft at fifteen, I have to. You know, it's just that's just me. But so yeah, if the Saints don't run for exactly 150 <laughs> yards today, they're gonna have a hard time. Hey, fantasy update with you guys. Either one of you guys. I I, mean, I play you this week, Christian. I forgot to set my lineup. I gotta set my lineup. <laughs> I gotta set mine. You play me, Steve? Yeah, I definitely. I saw you that matchup. Uh, I hope so. I need a win. I, I lost last week. Uh, need to get back on the win column. Uh, big guys for me: Jalen Hurts, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. Uh, I even got Olave going this week. So let's go. Yeah, I, I've completely lost track of that league, but I I think I'm doing pretty well. You still drafted Taysom Hill, which was a stroke of genius. Yes, yes. Taysom, well, as long as as long as long Pete agrees with me. If Pete, <laughs> if Pete, do your job. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. You've been listening to the first take. We're about to hand off to Christian Garrick and Bobby Hebert on the Bud Light countdown to kick off, heading in to Week 10, New Orleans Saints, Pittsburgh Steelers out at Acrisure Stadium, kicking off at noon. Thanks for keeping it locked on WWL. Who that, baby? Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.